Good morning and happy fucking Thursday to everybody. I hope all of you guys are doing well. I'm coming to you live from San Jose, rainy, stormy San Jose, which is super rare, uh, but great, great basketball watching weather. But I hope everyone's doing well. Welcome back uh, to another edition of the Malaga Drive Hoops Betting Podcast, where we aim to continue to rule. Again, the NBA season, betting season, is just going to have ups and downs. It's going to have good moments. It's going to have bad moments. Um, and right now, I'm trying to keep this keep this thing rolling um, for as long as possible. I'm feeling really good. Like I said, I've had I've great basketball watching weather. I've been watching a ton of basketball. So I feel really good about the, the reads that we're making and how we're seeing things. Um, I feel like I'm really in tune with, you know, a, a good majority of the teams that are playing in the association right now. So hopefully we can keep that rolling today. we got a short four-game slate. And I can't lie to you guys. Uh, I mean, you guys usually know by the time I record, I've usually locked in a couple things. I haven't locked in anything yet. It's a it's a really tough slate, um, both from a prop perspective and um, from a just general uh, spread pr- perspective. So um, we're gonna do our best. Let's let's recap yesterday and how that how that bitch went down. Um, again, I just feel like I'm seeing the board well, and we just got we just gotta keep executing. The first. Uh, I, I took an L on Nets uh, minus five. That was just a bad read, um, and we learned from that one. Um, in hindsight, man, giving the Nets eight um, on this long road trip where the Bulls really have turned up lately and we're coming off of two bad losses, um, that was not the spot to target the Nets, and I've done that now twice um, where I've bet them just because they are shorter numbers on the road, um, and, and neither were the right call. Um, so I'll take that out. That was completely on me, and we just got to learn and get better from it. Next game, uh, next bet, Trey Murphy over 14.5 points, minus 125. Hurts that we take the L at the minus 125 um, you know, margin, but I, I would play it every time, man. I would. He got the, uh, the amount of shots we needed. He took 13 shots um, in a plus matchup, just shot it poorly, 5 of 13, 2 of 7 from 3. He actually had a wide open three-point look with about a minute, like, I don't know, two minutes, a minute 40 left, uh, that if you hit it, would have cast it, and that's just kind of how it goes sometimes, but I'd play it, man, five of 13, missed eight shots, um, and again, it was a plus matchup, I, I really, that felt good, it just did not, uh, go our way, but then we, we cleared the rest of the board, Pels minus seven, uh, a little bit, a little bit scary late, but they're up 30, uh, in the first half, you, you just kind of knew that that was going to eventually get there. Uh, Magic minus the two. Um, Thunder made a late run in the late third, early fourth, but Magic get it done there. T-Wolves plus one and a half. Back and forth game, but T-Wolves pull away. Shout out Ant. And then Bogey over 23 and a half point, uh, points, rebounds, and assists. Cash is, um, I believe, early fourth, so relatively sweat-free there. Um, brings us to 117 and 105, 3.79 units on the year. And we are locked right back in today um, trying to find some winners. Like I said, man, really tough slate, but we are going to do our best. We're going to talk through it, um, and hopefully um, at the end of this, we'll feel good. Um, let's uh, let's start with the first game of the day. All right, first game of the day, we're headed out to Orlando with the Magic are hosting the Grizzlies. And, and I feel like it's a common theme with all – uh, I, I don't really have interest too much in the Nuggets Clippers. Um, but even there, man, I, like, I feel like it's all kind of the same in all th- four games where it's like I have a slight lean, but it's scary. You know, it doesn't feel comfortable. 
Um, and it's like I'd like a little bit more. But let's let's talk about this one. We got the Magic coming in here as a seven point dog. That implies about a ten point difference between them and the Grizzlies here today. I would lean the Magic. Um, to be completely honest, now the Grizzlies are probably. I mean, I don't have it directly in front of me, but I'd probably say are playing like a top five basketball team in the league right now. Um, and that's you know at home on the road. You look at their last couple games, man. They're they're pretty locked in. Um, let's see, end of December, uh, they they got, so they lost to the to the Warriors and Phoenix in back to back games. Uh, the war and, and both of those you could kind of point to narratives um, that help kind of shed light on the situation with the Warriors. You know that that's a Warriors team that had just been brutalized on a road trip, um, and had just been waiting for that Grizzlies team. Man, you know they're. If the Warriors do have a rival right now, it is the Grizzlies. So that's that. And then the Phoenix game, um, they had just blown out Phoenix by 25, you know, a couple nights ago. So Phoenix came in really, really prepared and, and got the job done. But since then, we went to Toronto, beat them by double digits, um, hosted the Pelicans. Uh, we, we were on them there, technically blew them out by 15, uh, beat the Kings by 10, then just went to Charlotte and beat them by 24. Um, so they're playing really, really good basketball right now. But um, on the other end, like the, the Magic are in a very interesting spot because um, they were playing really their best basketball of the year mid-December. From December 7th to December 18th, they reeled off six straight. Um, and then if you push it out even a little bit further, they had a one-point L at Atlanta and then won two more games after that. So they had won eight out of nine. Then they had lost three straight, um, one to the Lakers, which was a, just a disappointing L. I think they were even favored in that game. And then they went to Detroit, and the whole squad got suspended, right? And so you lose um, that Detroit game. Then you host the the Wizards uh, shorthanded, get destroyed. And then you come back in that second second one and um, take care of OKC. Now, you're getting everyone back, right? It, it is a back-to-back, but you're getting guys who didn't play last night back in Mo Wagner um, and Franz Wagner, basically being really the – um, the only difference makers that I think that they missed last night. Um, Bull Bull's still going to be out. Um, or, or maybe Mo, uh, Mo Wagner actually has two games, so he's going to be out tonight too. So um, Jalen Suggs might come back today, but but you have a pretty, like, you have your main guys. You have Markel Fultz, you have Gary Harris, you have Franz Wagner, you have Paulo Bancaro, you have Wendell Carter. I think my my concern with this Magic team is, I think for the most part, the starters are are going to, um, you know, be competitive in this game. But I think where the, the where the issue comes is there's going to be lineups for the Magic, and it's a little bit better with Franz Wagner. But there's going to be some lineups with the Magic where R.J. Hampton's playing with Caleb Houston's playing with Terrence Ross, and it's just a little bit yeah, a little bit sketch. Whereas with with the with the Grizzlies, like they're so deep, and really no matter what lineup they put out there, even their worst lineup um, is going to be pretty productive, right? Like a Tyus Jones led second unit, it's still going to be able to, to to produce. So I would lean the Magic here. Honestly, I don't I don't know that there's a ten point difference, and and you're kind of buying the peak uh, of the Grizzlies if you want to hit the Grizzlies today. I could still hit this. Um, but 10 points is a lot, right? You're like asking a team to cover seven on the road in a back-to-back, and I know it's a back-to-back for Orlando too, but it's a home-home at least, right? They didn't 
didn't have to travel anywhere. They slept in their own beds. Memphis had to travel from Charlotte to Orlando last night. So I, I would lean Orlando. It's a, it's definitely something I'm considering. I haven't locked it in yet, uh, but it's definitely something that I um, would consider. I, I really I wouldn't be surprised if they fight if and stay in this game again. The the bench is going to be a little bit of a concern, um, even though it was actually the bright spot last night. But you know, I, I, there's only so much um, R.J. Terrence Ross, you know, maybe some Schofield minutes that you can take before something gives. So, uh, lean Orlando here today. I, I think they can keep. I mean, you look right before that that losing streak and then the suspensions. They had one eight at nine, right? And some of those wins were against not very good teams. But some of those wins were, again, at Boston. Uh, they won two games at Boston in a row, right? Um, now you're getting them at home, getting seven. Memphis has been very good on the road, so we'll, we'll see. Uh, I'm leaning Orlando in that one, but haven't locked it in yet. Next game, Boston and Dallas. Um, this is a really, really interesting and tough gap cap because if you guys know anything about how I cap and, and how I like to look at some of these games, I love targeting um, – teams after after big blowout losses teams after embarrassing losses and where it gets even better is i love targeting good teams uh, after bad games uh, elite teams after bad games because really is it very rare that you get a really really bad performance and then that's backed up with a really bad performance and you could say it's hot and in this case right you could almost say it's been twice so you would expect a really good performance from boston here today um but that being said, we're, we're betting numbers. Again, we're betting numbers, not teams. Um, and this number implies it's it's a Boston minus three. This number implies a six-point difference, which it's tough to get there. Even for the situation for me with Boston, like, again, Dallas hasn't been great this year. They've been better lately. But, like, the, the spot that they have succeeded in is short home, short home spreads. Um, when it gets out into that six, seven, eight range, okay. But when they're at home and they're facing a good team, they generally get it done by a nice short, tight margin. Um, I mean, we we can point to, I, I mean, as recently as, you know, the, the end of December when they played the Milwaukee Bucks at home um, and they lost by one, right? Um, oh, RJ Hampton to the G League, so he might not even play tonight. That might kind of help. Um, but you look at the look at the Mavs games at home against good teams, um, like like good teams where you're you're getting up for it, right? Portland, uh, twenty point win, um, Milwaukee one point Phoenix twenty point win. They do have some some home games sprinkled in there uh, against mediocre teams that they kind of fall flat, and they did lose to Cleveland by fifteen at home, which is a bad L. But I mean. As much as I want to back Boston here, it's it's just a it's tough. It, it's tough with with you know the way this Dallas team plays at home and the way they get up um, for big time games like like today. So I think to me this is going to be an absolute grind of a game uh, that is back and forth throughout the whole night, and it's just gonna gonna come down to whoever makes the big shots late. Both both sides have plenty of big shot make or we know what 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 Dallas has, but. You know, Boston has plenty of big shot makers on their end, too. I think it can go either way, and, and I don't feel comfortable. Uh, like, like if this was a pick okay, I'd probably look the Celtics way. But I, I think this is kind of the same idea as the Jazz uh, Kings, you know, that comes to mind where I hit the Jazz just 
mostly off of narratives um and they lose by two right and i think this is a similar spot where if i'm hitting the celtics today it's off the narrative that hey they just got blown out they're gonna come in hot but if you really look at how they're playing basketball right now and how the Mavs are playing basketball, I don't know that you can get to there being a six-point difference between these two. So if I'm playing this, I'm probably going to go Celtics first quarter minus a half. Um, just expect that they come out of the gate hot um, and and kind of take care of business. But but on the end, uh, on the other end of that too, um, this is a revenge game for Dallas. I believe they got absolutely smacked up. Um, in Boston, and uh, teams definitely remember that, especially when you only get, you know, two shots at them. So I, I really think Dallas is going to be ready to go, um, but I also think Boston's going to be ready to go. So it should be a tight game, um, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if, if one of these two teams wins by uh, literally a possession uh, or a couple points. Um, so I'm going to stay off this one, most likely. Next game, uh, Utah and Houston. And I honestly, guys, I, I lead – I lean Houston today, and it, this is what I mean by just it being scary. Um, this is, again, I think a spot where in the past I'd probably hit Utah just based off the fact that it's a back-to-back for Houston and Utah is just, like, trending towards a win. We talked about it um, when they played the – when we, we were on them against the Kings the other night where it was like, all right, they're trending towards a win. It's coming, it's coming, right? And we're just expecting it based off of um, the recent performances. And I think you can kind of say the same thing again today, um, right? Back-to-back for Houston, who's already a pretty bad team. Um, honestly, probably the worst team in the league right now. And But, but it's six and a half, you know? And Houston, as a home underdog this year, has been pretty damn good. That's been their best spot. They're 9-5 and five this year as a home underdog underdog so um this to me is a houston spot right i think the jazz are gonna win this game uh but i don't think it's gonna just come super easy the the, the rockets may get jay sean tate back tonight which may seem insignificant but i think he's their best defender i think he gets him um pretty organized on offense as well too you know he's like this glue guy that can make the extra pass to um open shooters or rollers or cutters or whatever it may be um and i think they'll just his energy will be useful um, in a game like this tonight. So I would lean the Rockets plus six and a half. That, that implies about a nine and a half point difference. Again, it's a back to backs as well. So for me, if I'm if I'm power rating these two, I, I think the Jazz are about seven and a half points better, um, which would give you a four and a half line. Now you want to add a point to it being a back to back for the Rockets um, and, and the Jazz having the rest advantage. Okay, then you say they're eight and a half points better. That still gets it to five and a half, where six and a half is showing um, a little bit of value here. So um, I think that would be the way I would look in this game is Rockets. Um, but it's not comfortable. Both with the Magic and the Rockets, it's not it's not comfortable. Um, but I'd lean the dogs in, in all three of these games. Um, one one that I, I do like that I, I think is probably the closest to, to me locking in is uh, Jared Vanderbilt. Over 17 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. He is a Houston native. You guys know I love the hometown narratives. Um, when he played in Houston earlier this year, he had 13, 11, and 2. That is obviously good for 14, 24, 26, uh, which is a smash. Again, Houston, not a not a known for their defense. 230 and a half total in this game. Um, 
he's hit his minutes aren't super high right now. Um, they, they've actually gone kind of away from him in, in some of these um, in some of these minutes. But I mean, last game, 25 minutes, 14, nine and two game before four, five and one. So obviously he doesn't get there. Uh, but but game before that, six, six and eight, that's going to get you there. Ten, nine and two, that's going to get you there. Even no seven five and three doesn't get you there. Um, so it's, it's definitely been hit or miss. Um, but I think the hometown narrative gets him gets him there. We've already seen him do it in Houston already. And the other way I'd look is Malik Beasley over points, rebounds, and assists. It's not up yet, um, but he is kind of the biggest benefactor um, from Colin Sexton going down. Maybe you could honestly say it's Mike Conley, but um, you know Malik Beasley goes from you know eighteen twenty minute a night roll to damn near thirty. In some nights, so um, I look his way, and then obviously I look Jared Vanderbilt's way. But spread really, I, I think the Rockets are, are gonna be the right side today. Um, Clippers and Nuggets is the last game of the day, um, and these are two teams that I have a decent read on, but I don't have the best of reads on. Um, Nuggets getting two here at the crib, and I think that's a, a big factor of it is just the rest. Um, Nuggets last played on Monday, right? So you have Tuesday and Wednesday off coming off an L, right? So you're getting two days off back at the crib after a pretty bad, not a bad L, but like an L. Um, meanwhile, you have the Clippers. Honestly, I feel like the Clippers have had some time off too. Let me take a look. Yeah, Clippers are coming off an L on Monday too. So it's honestly both the same spot in terms of two days off off of an L. I'd lean Clippers here. I'd lean the dog here in this one as well. I, I think um, that they are clearly playing better basketball. I think they get Kawhi Leonard back tonight. I don't think he's on the injury report. Oh, but Paul George may be out. So the fact that Paul George may be out is, uh, I think he hurt his hammy or something. That's probably why this line is where it is, and, and that'll keep me off of it. Um, Kawhi Leonard may be a look if if Paul George is out. Let me, let me hold on. Let me take a look. Okay, yeah, so PG's questionable with a hammy. Um, but I can't lock it in before we get that news. If PG sits, I, I do think Kawhi Leonard over 34.5 points, rebounds, and assists is worth a hit. I do. Um, but what I don't want to do is hit it, and then PG ends up playing. I think what makes by far, especially with it being a back-to-back, um, I think what by far makes the most sense is, okay, PG, you sit today, and then Kawhi, um, Kawhi, Kawhi can sit tomorrow and PG plays. If it's like, like the fact that it's questionable, not doubtful, means it's probably just a slight, slight tweak. Give him today. Um, so I think Kawhi makes the most sense, honestly, guys. Um, let me see. He so he only has played one game, um, without PG this year. It was against the Washington Wizards in uh, early December. No. Oh, or when was it? It might have been in uh, might have been in October. Was it in October? Maybe it was last. Hold on. You find it? I thought it was this year, but maybe it wasn't. Twelve seventeen twenty twenty two. Washington, but on twelve seventeen this 
Oh, found it. <laughs> I found it. All right. Uh, yeah. So he played one game without uh PG, and he had thirty-one and nine with a, one assist. Uh, granted, against the Wizards, but took twenty-six shots. So if we don't get uh PG tonight, then Kawhi Leonard is is definitely going to be worth a look. He's going to be scoring a lot, grabbing a bunch of boards, get a handful of helpers as well. But that's how I see this late, guys. Again, like like I said, it's tough, and so um, I mean, you know, I usually have a threshold in which I need a play to get to in order to play and i have a bunch of plays today that are just like right on the edge of that threshold um but still a little sketch and i want to feel very very confident with with everything i'm playing so to me i think the biggest uh leans right now are, are vanderbilt pra Kawhi pra if obviously if pg sits um and then spread wise i think for me rockets and magic are kind of what i'm considering it's just gonna come down to um yeah, I'm just going to keep doing my due diligence and, and see how, how things turn out. But I um, wouldn't be surprised if I, I find myself on one of those. But those are the four I'm considering. Maybe Malik Beasley too, but I don't want to get too ahead of myself. And also, you know, we're, we're up pretty big on the week. I, this is a lot of times where um, people can give stuff back because they're feeling really good. And then a day comes where it's a little bit tougher um, and they just try to, um, you know, force. So um, I want to make sure I'm – I'm playing this smart still and, and finding spots that um, really just make a lot of sense. Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope it helped. And then uh, we got another massive slate tomorrow. So we'll be back early in the morning to run through that. I appreciate you all for tuning in. Best of luck to whatever you play. Um, we'll talk soon. Peace.